Welcome to the Move With Momentum podcast, where we take business advice from industry leaders. Your scoreboard in business is your bank account. How uncomfortable do you think that makes people feel when they hear that? Personal development strategies. Whenever something seems crazy, we just do it and we make it work. And financial guidance. Go find somewhere where you're gonna get more value from being there than what you pay in. That's winning, Mm -hmm. period. To help you on your big life journey. Thanks for joining us. Welcome everyone to another Move With Momentum podcast. I am Bruce Breedlove here with John Brooks once again for you guys with another exciting topic. It is now March of 2021, so we're well over a year old here at Momentum Realty. And John, we were just talking offline. Um, you know, a lot of this started with a controversial post you made on Facebook that kind of addressed the math that agents at big box brokerages have to work against in order to be profitable or to maximize their business in a way that can help them build a big life. So fast forward to this month, we've kind of shifted our focus uh, to that once again. So let's let's have a quick conversation about what what content you've been putting out now about that and where where the talking point is as far as agents in our market. Yeah, so I'm so glad you brought this topic up, Bruce, because it's such an important topic, if not the most important topic for real estate agents in today's world, is how much money do you net per transaction? And what options do you have available to you? So Momentum started primarily because one of our team members that we had with our team, the Brooks Group at a big box brokerage, she had sold something like 28 homes in eight months and had nothing to show for it. She had 36% split to the brokerage. Then she had a 50% split to the team leader, us. And then she had to pay for her own health insurance. She had to pay her own employment taxes. She had to pay for her own gas, her own licensing. All of these costs to the point where you can be a top producer on a team at a big box brokerage, but how much are you netting? And a lot of people will be out there posting vanity metrics. And what I mean by vanity metric is something that is like gross profit or or gross revenue uh, something like number of units, but that none of that really matters. I mean, you are in the business of real estate to make profit. That is actually the only thing that matters. So would you be like to be an agent who sells a hundred homes per year and that's a hundred grand or an agent who sells 10 homes per year and that's a hundred grand and your lifestyle is dramatically different in how you're going to run your business is going to be dramatically different. And that's a choice that agents have to make when they start out. The problem that we find with most agents, even the ones that we've hired to our team, is they don't read their independent contractor agreement. They're just so excited they got their license. They don't see what the terms are, and they don't know that they're in their financial model that they're in until they get their first check. And they're like, how am I supposed to live on this? I can't even pay my mortgage with this first sale. And it took me 40 hours of work to generate the lead and go out and show them and be on-demand calls because the market's so hot. So it's a huge conversation to have. And that is the reason we opened Momentum was how do we help from a brokerage perspective, agents become the most financially literacy that they've ever had in the country. And that's the most important thing is financial literacy. So I think what we can do as a brokerage and as a community is better educate the agents who are out there on which models produce the best financial results for them and their family. Well, and it's not just to talk about the the vanity metrics. It's like it's a lifestyle conversation as well, because you can make the same amount of money, whether you sell, like you said, a hundred houses versus 20, depending on your financial model. And I'm just throwing those numbers out there. 
And then the other part of that conversation is what does your life look like? Yes, you're making the same amount of money and you're, you're, you're all over your brokerage of social media and you can post all this stuff. Oh, I sold a whole hundred homes, but you're $70,000 in debt. So like the great equalizer is not just profit, but lifestyle as well. And what it takes to, from a work standpoint to get to that level of income that you want. So it's all, it's, I guess it's about efficiency and your, your financial model buys you the ability to be efficient in your business and then to, to have a life, to create boundaries between your life and your business and be able to build a, a life that you can actually live, right? Yeah. So there's some teams out there that have, you know, relationships with large lead aggregators and between the splits, between the aggregator, the team, the brokerage, the transaction fees, if you were going to take a $200,000 home, for example, at the average rate of commission and then break down all of those fees, that agent per hour, if you assume 40 hours per closing, which means four closings per, per month, which is actually pretty good. Most agents don't even get to that. Their per dollar hour work would be about $17. And the problem with that is that that's just the gross amount, right? Then they have to pay all their personal expenses after that and living on demand. So my question is, if you're a homeowner or a buyer that's looking to team up with a real estate agent, do you want to team up with somebody or hire somebody to be your financial basically advisor through one of their largest transactions of their life who barely gets paid more than the federal the proposed federal minimum wage. I mean, that's with no benefits, right? So that doesn't even include the benefits. So it's just one of those things where as a consumer, who you hire is going to determine your outcome. And in this market, you need a really aggressive, highly compensated, highly motivated individual that knows what the heck they're doing, not somebody who gets paid just above the federal minimum wage and doesn't know what they're doing and may never have, doesn't even own a home themselves is still renting. No, you know, no judgment around that, but like you do not get somebody who's really experienced in this market for sure. Well, that's a whole other conversation about how competitive and how highly skilled an agent needs to be to serve you, period. At least in our, our local market in Florida, especially in Jacksonville and Central Florida, it's unbelievable and you know i you know personally my one of my favorite conversations is the personal finance because that's one of my passions and one of my interests and but like i just saw a, a big truck stop just opened in like uh, a world golf village area here in, in in just north of saint augustine and they're hiring managers at a truck stop for 26 dollars an hour yeah so at this point when you're working on in a financial model that doesn't make sense you might as well go get a w-2 job at a truck stop and again, no judgment to the people that work at Bucky's or whatever it's called. But like, yeah. if you're you're a real estate agent, you have unlimited upside to your income. And and so what blows my mind is when people partner and they people partner with a, a brokerage that has a financial model that doesn't make sense, and it boils down to not making enough profit, not being efficient. But it just why do you why do you stay there? So here's why they stay there because they didn't read the contract when they signed it. And when they signed it in, in some of these contracts that are out there, um, if you leave, you forfeit all of your commission. So what happens is that, say you find a bartender or somebody who's working as a waitress or somebody who's working at XYZ company, they quit their job to go be a real estate agent at a team. 
and they start working there and they instantly realize that it's insane. What they're at being asked to do is like, is not something that they really wanted to sign up for, but they have three or four homes under contract, but they want to leave. Well, if they leave, then they get none of the commission that they had earned. And so they just walked their financials back five or six months and now they need to find a new job. So they stay because they're scared that they're not going to get paid out and they probably won't basically get trapped yeah. into the, this really bad environment that, you know, has these golden handcuffs on them and they have to continue working in that financial model. It's I say golden handcuffs. I would say sort of chrome. Yeah, they get money. My bad. Yeah. It's, it's just <laughs> yeah. in general. My bad. Yeah. You're not getting golden handcuffs on at these places, and, but it's not just, it's not just smaller boutique regional brokerages. It's also large big box national brands that are doing this. A word of, to the wise or a, a word of caution to people coming into the industry. It's not just the little guys we're talking about here, everyone. I just had a conversation last week, John, we shared this with an agent who was trying to leave a, a larger name and can't because they're going to lose their money that they earn. Like if you, if you are no longer associated with, we're going to take your money. How does that sound? Sounds like a bad partnership. Yeah. If your brokerage is going to hold that over you as ransom for you not to leave, then that's a bad sign. But the problem is, again, they don't read paperwork. It might be their first job they've ever had. So they don't know any better unless somebody is going to tell them, which is why we're doing this podcast. And it's, you know, the number one conversation is like, read your contract see what the turnover ratio is of these companies, figure out what your net profit per sale is going to be. How many hours does it take to do that? What's the dollar per hour on that? I mean, I will be releasing some more information about agent financials. It's something we're super passionate about over the next few days. I invite you to check them out. You can check them out on my website, johnkbrooks.com, J-O-N-K-Brooks.com. You can look at every single model. I've broken out between um, uh, uh, indie brokerage that's a team that's partnered with a big lead aggregator, a big box team member, a momentum team member, the momentum mentorship program, and our 100% commission model. What do you net on this same exact transaction doing the same amount of work under each one of those models? And the reality is if you're a full-time momentum agent, you're going to net seven times more money than being on that team at that indie brokerage, which means seven times more work to make the same amount of money. That's insanity in this marketplace. And here's the thing. If you are, and if you're with a large lead aggregator, generally those are buyer leads. Mm -hmm. There's nothing worse in this market to be a buyer agent between $150,000 to $300,000 because the month's supply of inventory is close to one month and there's 15 to 20 buyers per house. And what that means is there's 14 agents that don't get paid on each transaction when they put offers in. They could find the perfect home, all the buyers could be motivated and they could still not get paid for the work that they did. So, so not only based on your financial model, you're making seven times less. You're working harder, your lifestyle sucks more, you're driving around town. So the, the profit is just the beginning of the conversation. Yes. And when you're, yes, yes, they're giving leads, they're giving leads, they're giving leads. And it seems like every episode we talk about agents that engage us in conversation and say, do you give leads? But they're, they're like you said, they're buyer leads. So you're running around town, putting miles on your car, putting miles on your body all hours of the day. And right at the end of the day, you can do all that work and not even get paid. And when you do, it's seven times less. With buyer leads that you're buying from online lead aggregators is it takes the lowest level of skill to convert and close. So you're not actually learning a business uh, 
technique or tactic or strategy that you can bring in when you choose to go out on your own, because the lifespan of an agent on one of these teams is a year or two. Once they've learned everything that they can, they generally off board. And frankly, momentum's being born out of that because we're having a lot of wonderful agents that come from teams that had bad splits join momentum and then skyrocket and have massive success on their own. And they're building their own teams here at momentum because the splits make sense for not only for them, but for the members on their team. So for example, like if you're a momentum team member, you're making three times more than if you were at one of these indie indie brokerages that teams up with with, uh, with one of these other companies, the, the lead aggregators, which is huge. But the biggest thing is Bruce too, is when you leave a brokerage or a team, you generally don't own your database anymore. And the database is the only asset that you own as a real estate agent, those relationships. And so if you're getting threatened to, if you, hey, if you reach out to your past clients or your past database or people that you've known and loved and try to solicit them for business, I'm going to sue you. That's a huge problem. I mean, that's a huge red flag. Um, I understand that some people pay for the business, but you know, in a relationship game, if, if you are doing all the work and you don't own anything, you're getting paid peanuts or cents on the dollar and your lifestyle sucks, what are you doing? I mean, that is no way to get into the real estate business. The reason why the real estate industry is so wonderful is because it has an unlimited cap of achievement based on how much effort and skill you develop. And this, these teams are the ones that are kind of taking that away. And when you try to challenge them on their value that they provide you to justify the splits, they say, you just don't get it. It's about your total compensation, not about what you make per sale. And you're like, but what's my dollar per hour? And that's your next question. But there's also scare tactics with the, we're going to take your money. You're going to, you know, there's other ways to make the stickiness factor of these type of models. There, there is a ton of teams out there. So I just want to hedge that, that, that absolutely provide a ton of value to their agents and are totally worth it though. Can you become financially wealthy through those models? There's a huge question mark. And all I'm saying is let's shine a light on the numbers and you be the judge and you decide whether or not you want to put yourself in that financial model. Because I honestly have not met many team members. I have met some that have become really financially wealthy. Generally, it's like 1% um, of the agents that join teams. I just have not, maybe there's actually two people that I've met that have become financially uh, successful through a team. And the success comes when they they develop those skills and then go out on their own in a more favorable model. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it just depends. It, it There's so many different factors. Each team is, is set up differently, but at the end of the day, what I care about is read your contract and, and run your numbers and really evaluate your team's leadership to make sure that they're going to help develop you as a person in terms of your scripts, your skills, the activities that you're going to do. If they're only feeding you leads and that's the only thing that you understand how to do, you just became dependent and reliant upon them because that is one small piece of the business. Yes, there's more people gravitating towards online leads. Yes, there's more eyeballs online. But I can tell you the majority of agents are working off of the referral base. They're maximizing their listings that they get to get more other opportunities. That's not something that you have to do to be wildly successful. And frankly, most of the agents that I know buying online leads, they're actually losing money when they re reevaluate the whole year and, and they have to, that's even after splitting with lenders. So, you know, again, it, it just comes down to the agent doing the math. I'm not saying there aren't people out there who are doing it at a high level, 
just do the math. Please do the math. Look at the charts that we're going to post and connect with us. And, and if you want us to help run through the math with you, we've been on the other side of the teams that were doing these things to their team members and not having successful splits. We've just totally flipped the script into it being about us making money to other people making money. And that's where the huge difference is. We're putting our money where our mouth is and saying, we have a better formula. We have a better brokerage model for top producers than these other organizations. And I, and I believe that the numbers absolutely show that. Yeah. And all you have to do is engage us and we'll, we can just drop your numbers into the spreadsheet and it'll, it'll, it'll show right there with the math and how it makes sense. So th this is, this is like you said at the beginning, the most, the, the most important conversation to have, because ultimately this is how you feed your family. This is how you change your family tree. This is how you build generational wealth. This is how you buy rentals or invest in mutual, whatever the heck you want to do with the profit. This is how you get it. And, and then, then you, you come, you get it, and we can teach you how to multiply it. You know? And so something I want to share, something that I take pride in because it's one of my passions, like and you're well aware of, is you know, we, we're, we're teaching agents not just you know, how to build their business, but then how to, how to take the profit that comes in and budget it, how to take the profit and invest it, how to goal set with their funds. It just, it transcends just running a, running a business, right? Everybody can say, you know, sell more, sell more, sell more, make more, make more, make more, but you know, how to manage it is another thing too. So uh, this whole, this whole podcast episode is centered around profit, making it, keeping it, getting in the financial model that makes sense. So, you know, there will be no shortage of episodes we do on this because it's so important until everybody gets it. We just want to keep saying it. So I appreciate your time, man. Is there anything you want to leave us with? Yeah, I mean, this is, what's funny is people think this is a new conversation. I mean, this is how we opened the conversation when we started Momentum. So we are just echoing what we said 12, 13 months ago. We're just being more detailed with the numbers as our education level has become higher of understanding the different options available to our market. And if you have not checked out our model and our features of, or options of programs, I think that you absolutely should. It doesn't mean that we need to make a commitment on either side. It's just that you really need to look at your numbers. And if your leadership is not helping you focus on profit, that is a question that you need to be asking. Why is that? Is my leadership profitable? Has my leader ever had massive success? Has my leader actually sat down and made the phone calls for four to six hours a day on expired FISBOs and knows what it takes to take a listing in a really hot market? Do they understand the struggles that I am going through? And that's the validity of leadership conversation. And you need to look in the mirror. And you need to put the mirror up also to your leadership. And if they're not getting you through and helping you break through at a fast pace, you really need to consider your options because I believe that the real estate agent um, model, uh, the commission model that is getting compensated right now is a limited availability yeah. type of thing. There's going to be a time when the commissions are going to change and you need to maximize your ability to make income in this market right now. And the best place to do that is to do it with the people who are actually doing it. Yeah. It's already happening. I mean, new construction in our area is getting crunched right now. Uh, buyer agents, you know, taking clients to, to it's happening. People, yeah. the technology, you know, we, we, this is another episode. We won't get too far into it, but it's happening. So like, as you say, wealth can't wait. Uh, so do it now. So if, if any of this resonated with you, if there's something that just piqued your interest, just reach out to us. We just want to talk to you. We just want to help you run your numbers. We just want to help you be successful. That's it. Yep. Thanks, guys. All right. Absolutely.